You're listening to Youth and Loud, the show that's the show that's quiet about the trivial things, but loud about the important things. We discuss all issues relevant to youth. If you'd like to find out more about the show or have a topic idea, check us out on Facebook and give us a shout by searching Youth and Loud. On this episode, we speak with Jade, who is a team coordinator from Project Rocket, about how we can best manage our friendships. Jade talks about what it means to have positive peer relationships, the importance of quality over quantity when it comes to having friends, and how to best deal with conflict that occurs in our relationships. So Jade, thanks a heap for coming um, on the show. It's going to be really uh, super cool to chat to you about friendship. So Jade, I guess just to um, begin with, do you mind just telling us uh, a bit about yourself and what your life looks like at the moment and what role you have with Project Rocket? Yeah, sure. So I'm currently the team coordinator, or one of the team coordinators at Project Rocket. Um, that looks a little bit different from at the start of the year as it does now. At the start of the year that meant I was going to be leading a team of young people to go out into schools to run workshops um, and it actually turned into creating online webinars and now running a team of young people that make uh, online webinars for young people. Uh, so it's really exciting. I studied psychology and avoid having interest in young people and specifically young people and helping them out so I think that was just always been a big passion of mine and yeah, doing well in um, lockdown and how we're going, I think the most amazing thing has been able to have the online world to assist me. I think being able to jump on Zooms and um, speak to new people and speak to young people almost as if we were in the room with them has been a really cool experience. So how important is it for young people to develop positive peer relationships? I think it's super important and I think probably this year now more than ever I've appreciated the friendships that I have because I think when you are in a time where you might physically feel like you don't have people around you, to have the support of people socially is really important. I think it's really crucial that we develop really deep and understanding relationships with young people as well that's not also so like surface level. I think it's really important when I look at my friends in particular and what's going on in the world at the moment to have people that you can lean on to speak to how you're feeling, to really understand what you're going through but also to give you a break from that side of the world as well. It's really great to be able to have friendships that are so important that you can speak to them on a deeper level and also just have fun and get your mind off everything as well. So, Jade, I guess I'm just wondering what um, what qualities or what values do you think make up a healthy friendship? It's a really good question and I think it's honestly one that uh, isn't as straightforward as it might seem. I think depending on different people, it's really important to find the needs that you value. I think a lot of the time, especially when we're young people, we just want to find friends. We just want friends, we want connection, we want people around us. And I think uh, when I look back on my friendships, especially in my friendships now, it's looking at the reasons why I wanted those friendships, what they bring to me and what I bring to them. Um, so I think like qualities in particular is honesty. I'm a really big, it's one of my main values is honesty. Um, I love trustworthiness and I love people that will be with you no matter what. And I think depending on your time of your life, what you're going through and what you bring to the table, that's always going to be ever changing. But I think it's 
looking at why we want to have that person as a friend or why we're looking for that friendship in particular and then looking at the qualities that come alongside that is really important. Yeah, totally. Now, unfortunately, not all friendships are created equal, though. So, like, what would you do if you found yourself in a toxic relationship? Like, how would you go about possibly moving away from that friendship or working through what your issues are with the other person to try and get on the same page? I definitely have this experience um, moving through my younger years and into now as well, where you do find that often a friendship isn't serving you the way that maybe you would hope it would or maybe that it should be, and that it does tend to lean more to the negative side than the positive. I think it's really important to firstly understand why that's happening and really taking a bigger picture of what's going on in this situation and not immediately labeling someone or a situation toxic, but really looking at the reason why it is more negative or why it isn't serving you positively. Um, I think something that's what I've done in the past is actually looked at why is this friendship not serving me? Where is this not going right? Is it just simply a difference of personalities? Is it a difference of who we are? And I think it's also important when we're looking at these relationships to understand that sometimes people aren't meant to be best friends and Mm. it can be a really hard lesson to learn when you are just seeking people and, and wanting people around you. I think it's important to acknowledge that those people that will be by your side will be by your side and sometimes it is more important to let go of a friendship than to try and create a friendship when it's not working. Um, I think that's really important and just being open and honest about it. I think people will understand if you say, there's a difference in opinion here or I love you but unfortunately some of these things aren't assisting me. Maybe now, maybe that's who I am. Um, It's just really important to be open and honest. What do you think it looks like to be a good friend or what are some things that good friends might do for each other? I think to be a good friend, at least for me and what I look for in my good friends and what I hope to uh, put out to my friends, is just a lot of understanding. I think it's really important that whenever projecting ourselves onto other people or projecting our needs or what's onto other people, but also seeing what their needs and wants are as well. Mm. So being able to have a friend that can really kind of go through you depending on what you're both going through is really important. Not a friend that might be there for you in one scenario but isn't assisting in the other. It's important to kind of always be able to help that person out no matter what to the best of your ability. Whether that is understanding you might not be the most helpful for a situation but still acknowledging that and acknowledging you there. Mm. Um, I think that is really, really important. And obviously, with these times, people and um, friendships are going to go through a lot of difficult times, whether it be with anxiety or depression. So what do you think are the best ways for friendships to kind of blossom in those sorts of times? In what do you think are some good strategies for friends to adopt to help each other out? I'll go back to what I was saying earlier in this, in open and honest. I think open and honest, again, is just super important. And I think it's something that... Um, as you mentioned, with mental health, especially in times like now, it can be really important to be open and honest with your friends about what you might be going through or what you might be experiencing. And that's totally up to everyone's own discretion of how much they choose to share on that. But I think this year, my friendships have felt way closer than they ever have because we've all been so honest with each other and we've all said, hey, I need a break. Or, hey, I actually need some help. Um, and I think one of the good parts of this pandemic, which is hard to say because there are a lot of negatives, <laughs> is that people are getting really aware of their mental health and what they need and are Mm. able to reach out for that support. And I think that really brings friendships closer because you understand that person on a deeper level. You understand why they're saying what they're saying or why they might be doing what they're doing. Um, And it just gives a, a better general understanding of each other.
What about, I guess, um, conflict that might occur in friendships? Um, how can a young person best go about managing or dealing with that conflict? Um, I think you mentioned a few things um, before in relation to that, but is there anything else you'd like to add in regards to managing conflict, uh, Jay? I think the most important thing is something that um, maybe I wish I'd heard more in high school or when I was younger is to not seek validation from other people or to seek so much uh, input from other people when you do end up having a conflict with another person. Um, I think it's really important to look at the situation yourself, maybe get some assistance from one person, one other person, or even like a school counsellor or a wellbeing guidance counsellor and speak to them about what's going on. I think it's really important when we have friendships and relationships that we don't bring all of our friendships in together and really look at them individualistically. Mm. I know we can always have, I have a lot of group friendships, but it's important to analyze all of those friendships on an individual level. So I think it's really important to only seek the help that you actually need, not all the help that you might think you need. And then just, yeah, really speaking to that person, getting to the root of the conflict and not just the surface level of the conflict. And I think coming at it from, I can't remember the exact terminology, but something that we use often at work is like a, um, a sandwich approach, which is you start out with a positive, you kind of get to the conflict or get to this idea of what's going on that might be hard, and then you finish it off on top with another positive or another maybe step on how you can improve it or and like end it on a higher note. So kind of like bundling it all together that isn't just a way that you're blurting out what's going on. Mm. Um, Jay, can I just add in a question um, in regards to what you were mentioning before about conflict? Um, you said that it's important to you know go beyond the surface level and to dig a bit deeper when it comes to managing conflict. Um, I'm just wondering how friends would go about doing that. Like if they want to really deal with the heart of an issue and you know go beyond that surface level, um, are they? I don't know, are there things they can say or, or or set up or how would they, I guess, put that into practice? That's a really good question and I think it's super important um, when looking at, not looking at, at surface level is understanding how it's making you feel or how it's making situations feel. And I think approaching a person in a way not to say, hey, you said something really mean to me the other day. It's, hey, when you make these comments, it does actually make me feel not the best or it actually quite upsets me when you make these kind of comments. And it's getting to that idea of like, it's not this one comment that you made that might have hurt my feelings, it's actually the approach that you take when you're making these comments that is hurting my feelings. And I think that's really important because it also gives that person an understanding of, oh, maybe I did the wrong thing, but I didn't realise it was coming across that way and that's actually how it's affecting someone else. So I think having those conversations about what actually it is that is creating the conflict or creating the, the issue and how it's actually affecting that person can make sure it's getting to the root of the problem and not just a surface level comment or things like that. So would you say um, that I guess part of managing conflict involves uh, doing some self-reflective work? So instead of jumping straight into, you know, talking to the other person, just spend some time really thinking it over with yourself or maybe with, as you mentioned before, a counsellor or with... Um, maybe one, you know, close friend and just thinking about how did this really make me feel? Why did it make me feel that way? Um, I guess before jumping straight to, um, you know, a conversation with the person who's in conflict, would you say that's kind of part of, part of it? 
A hundred percent. I'm a very emotionless human um, and I don't think there's any wrong with that, but I do understand that when I find myself in conflicts, it is really easy to jump to the emotion and not actually jump to the understanding of what is going on. Mm. Uh, so I think it is really important to, like you said, have self-reflection on what is this about the situation that's going on inside of me. You're, you're able to take yourself out of that and not go do something that is just emotionally fueled, but something mm. that is for the betterment of yourself and potentially the other person as well. I think it is really important to self-reflect and, and to speak to one other person to get that bit of an outside view of what, what it is you're trying to say rather than just jumping in with something that might be not quite accurate. Mm. You touched on conflict earlier, Jade, but just veering into a different direction slightly, what's your thoughts on peer pressure? What's the best way for someone to kind of deal with that, whether it be in their friendships or from an external source? It could be from the media, it could be from society or somewhere else entirely. I think peer pressure is a really big thing at the moment, um, particularly in the media and with what's going on in the world. It is very hard not to ignore that there are two sides battling at all times at the moment. Uh, and I think it's important when we're looking at these kind of conflicts or peer pressures is, again, to be understanding where are these peer pressures coming from. Are they coming from just a holistic group approach that you might not actually be understanding because I know the force of a group can be so massive, which is what peer pressure is, it is the force behind a group. But I think it's important to be really thinking about it and analysing it. You can take interest in what these people are saying, but maybe not taking it for face value just because it has a large following and understanding what it's going to serve you. I think it's really important when I when I look back as well on times where maybe I had fallen into peer pressure, I look on what did this actually serve me? A lot of the time, it probably didn't serve me as well as I hoped. And I think finding that resilience and that strength to actually say, no, this isn't going to serve me or this isn't what I'm looking for, I think that's a really powerful thing and understanding that that's totally okay to go against the group sometimes, even mm. though it might seem really hard. Before we finish uh, today, Jade, is there anything else that you'd like to, to say or comment on? One thing I would like to leave a note on, which is something that I really, especially now, have been looking into, is really looking at quality versus quantity of friendships. I think it is so important mm. um, just not to think about being surrounded by as many people as possible, but really surrounding yourself with people that I value. Mm. I think that's something that I'm always evaluating in my life and um, have done for a really long time. And I think once I started looking at the value that my friendships were added, not just the quantity of people that were being added, it really made a difference in my friends. It made them way more understanding, way more valuable, and just mm. a more deeper relationship than I've ever thought I could have. I think that's um, I think that's such a good point, and I feel it's hard to do that. You know, today in the world of social media, um, when we look at Facebook and Twitter, and there's so many different contacts we have, but I guess we've got to ask how many of those contacts um, are real friendships, or how many of those contacts have the the value and the depth of that kind of close personal relationship. So, yeah, I think that's a really good point to focus on quality instead of quantity when it comes to, to friends. That's really good. That's what you say about that online world as well. It is, it is definitely a hard one to battle with that quality versus quantity, but I think it's just important to weigh the, the quality of the interaction that you're having, not just the quantity of interactions you're having. It, it almost feels like a competition sometimes when it comes to, to social media and contacts or Facebook likes and um, how many comments did I get and that kind of thing. It feels a little bit competitive, but probably not in the right way. Um, I don't know, maybe we can take that 
too much as, you know, uh, to contribute to our own self-worth or self-value instead of uh, more appropriate ways, um, if that makes sense. Um, anyway, um, Jack, did you want to say anything else or did you have any other questions you wanted to ask? We're on the verge of opening up a can of worms when we mentioned social media, but I think it's a very valid point that you make um, in saying that, you know, there's, a, there's an expression that my family has used for many years, and I've grown up on it, in that you should only really be able to count your true, hand, true friends on one hand. And I think that whilst there's, you know, every expression has its pros and its cons, that's something that I truly believe in. Mm. And it's something that I've actually been looking into and thinking to myself, okay, how many friends can I actually have a that meaningful conversation with as opposed to the friends that, you know, I know, but are they actually receptive to um, the deep conversations that may be uh, a bit uncomfortable for me to go through with them? So it's, it's definitely good to step back and reassess and go, okay, do I need uh, you know, 800 friends on social media or am I with just five or ten that I can really, uh, really trust? So it's a really valid point you make. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think it's a can of worms getting into the online world, but yeah, at the end of the day, I think it always goes back to that quality over quantity. Looking at the quality of your friendships rather than the quantity of friendships and you'll start seeing some bigger friendships coming out of that. Um, so I guess that brings us to the end of this interview, but um, thank you so much, Jade, for coming on the show today. It's been really good to talk to about friendships and I think it's such an important conversation to have for young people and I think that anybody who listens to the episode is going to get a, a lot out of it. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for spending the time to be with us today. That brings us to an end of this episode of Youth and Loud. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Youth and Loud.